John chapter 6. And we're going to read from verse 15. John chapter 6 from verse 15. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Open my ears to hear your truth. Open my mind to receive your truth. Open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. John chapter 6, from verse 15 onwards. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. I want to go back to the beginning of this verse again. Verse 15, from John chapter 6. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. This scripture that we see here is a very deep one. Jesus Christ was very sensitive to the will of the Father. He was very sensitive to the spiritual realm. He was very sensitive to what God was doing and what the devil was doing. There was no confusion there. When people get a promotion, they always think that, oh well, God lifted me up. They don't care to find out from God whether if it is from God or not. Not every elevation is from God. When God calls us to do something, it will be with a purpose, specific purpose God calls us, and He gives us a job to do. It may be in a palace, or it may be with the sheep in the wilderness, it may be as a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. It may be like a little servant girl at Naaman's house. Wherever God places us, we must be willing to stay there and do the will of God. Jesus Christ was content in doing the will of God. And Jesus Christ was passionate about doing the will of God. These two things we must remember. Jesus Christ was content in doing the will of God and Jesus Christ was passionate about doing the will of God. Anything that would oppose the will of God, he was against it. He was not for it. He moved away from it. When Jesus Christ was at the height of his ministry, doing so many miracles, we see 
in chapter 6 in the book of John, verse 15, that there was a temptation here. Just like how Satan came to him in the wilderness to tempt Jesus, hoping that he could take him away from his path, the call, take him away from the purpose of his stay on earth for a short period of time. He failed there. But now he is coming here. Satan failed there. And now Satan is coming to Jesus again through the people. And these people are coming to take him by force because they think, oh, Jesus is so powerful. So many people like him, want him, adore him. He's healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, doing all kinds of things. He has power in his words. We've not seen somebody like him. So, let us make him king. In the eyes of a human being, it may appear like, wow, God is making me the king over here. I can build God's kingdom. Imagine if I become the king. How many people will listen to me? How many nations will listen to me? How much influence I will have over the people? And that would have been the thought of someone who's not walking in the spirit. They will spiritualize everything. Whatever looks gain for them, they would spiritualize that and go after that. Completely go off track. Jesus was not like that. As soon as the people came to take him by force, to make him king, when he sensed that in his spirit, he sensed that that, that was from Satan. Before, he moved far away from that location. Instead of receiving that promotion, that elevation, he departed from there. He moved away from there. Where? To a place of isolation. Jesus doing something opposite to what most people, most Christians would do. And if someone would come and tell them, are you sure that this is of God? I don't think so. This environment is not conducive to your spiritual growth. Or, these people here are not the people that you should surround yourself with. Or, this environment is a place where God wants you to be like Daniel in Babylon, like Joseph in Egypt. It's a place where God wants to use you and your integrity, your love for God will be put to test. 
people of God need to know where they need to be, where God wants them to be. Not what we want to be for God, but what God wants us to be for Him. It's not about what you can do for God. It's about what God wants to do in and through you. Jesus Christ always did the will of the Father in heaven. And He taught us to pray that way. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was so, so one with the Father. He was able to see in the Spirit what the people were trying to do. He was able to see in the Spirit what the enemy was trying to do through the people. He was in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. He knew immediately, this is not the place I should be in. I'm going to go to the mountain. I'm going to go and be alone. He didn't immediately go with his disciples and give a big lecture on this. He didn't go with his disciples and tell them, look, I'm such a big person and look, they're all trying to make me the king and try to pump himself up or try to tell the disciples, look, how the people are coming after us now. Jesus was a man of humility, a man who sought God at all times. This was one of those times he went to the Father. He left everyone. And he went alone to seek the face of his Father. When the world came to him, he rejected the world and turned to the Father. And he spent time with God Almighty. Mountain is a place, one of the places, where Jesus used to go often to pray. Jesus used to go and pray by the mountain. He used to go to the desert area and he used to pray there. He used to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and pray there. That's how Judas knew where to find him. There were certain locations Jesus had. Regularly, depending on where he was, he would go to those locations to pray. Do you have a place where you pray? Do you have the habit of seeking God for yourself? When the things of the world come to pull you away from God, are you able to sense that in the Spirit? What do you do about it? Are you taking action, like how Jesus did, to remove yourself from that environment to go and seek the face of the Father in heaven, to go to the mountain? What is your mountain? What is the place of your time with God Almighty? No matter who tries to make you to become somebody. If it is not from God, know that it's a snare. You know, there are some people who will not go to churches where God is really moving. 
but they will go to places where they can be somebody. And there are churches like that. Once they see someone coming, they'll give them a position in the church. They will satisfy the ego of the person who's coming. Oh, you have a talent here? We'll use you here. Oh, you have this capacity here? We'll use you here. Doesn't matter whether God approves of them or not. Doesn't matter whether they are holy or not. Doesn't matter. They are so quick to give people different responsibilities and the people are so happy because all of a sudden they are doing something. They have become somebody. Oh, what a snare it is. If God has not called us to do something, And if we presumptuously go and do the very thing that God has not called us to, we would ensnare ourselves. May God speak to our hearts at this time. Not every invitation is an invitation from God. Not every elevation is an elevation from God. We must be people who are willing to go to the mountain to spend time with Jesus. He left the crowd. He left those people. And he said, I'm going to go be with my father. Minority is good. That's where God's power comes from. He said, I'm going to go with God the Father. I'm going to go seek his face for my next mission. It's the same mission, but within that mission, God has specific mission for each day, each night. So God, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, immediately removed himself and went to his prayer closet, so to speak, the mountain, by himself to spend time with his Father in heaven. May the Lord strengthen you this morning and cause you to understand the importance of being in the will of God. Whatever work you're going to do today, know that your appreciation, your commendation must come from God Almighty. If He gives you a promotion, if He gives you a job to do, if he places you in a specific place, then it is for his glory and you do it with a grateful heart. Whether it is a job in the palace or whether it is to serve Naaman in his house, doesn't matter. There's no such thing as big job and small job. If God calls you and He entrusts something into your hands and He wants you to do it, then that's an important job. Understand. Whether it's big or little, doesn't matter. Is it important? Is it important to God? If it's so, is it important to you? How faithful are you in what God has called you to do? May God speak to your hearts of this hour. Has he called you to do something? Do it with all your heart. 
Whatever God calls you to do, whenever He calls you to do, do it with all your heart. If God has not called you to do something, don't try to take matters into your own hands. Don't try to do it yourself. Don't look for every opportunity that will come to you and say, Oh, praise the Lord, God opened the door. Might be the devil enticing you to take you away from the things of God. There were some people who used to come to our church a few years ago. They received several healings from the Lord when they came to our church. The Lord gave me the opportunity to pray for them. The family members got tremendous healings and they got baptized in our church. They were happily coming to the house of God. Suddenly, there was a snare a net spread out before them by the enemy. You know what that was? Getting a second job on the Lord's Day. Oh, we need money. We have gotten ourselves into debt. So, we need to go and work on Sunday. Because of that, we cannot come to church. And the Lord led me to lovingly speak to them about the importance of choosing God over money. God is very faithful to close all the debts if we are faithful to Him. And faithful to Him on the Lord's Day, going to the house of God, and also faithful to Him in our finances. If we're not careful in our spending, knowing that every cent that comes into our hands ultimately belongs to God, and we need to be wise stewards of what God has given to us, and get ourselves into debt, it's very important that you repent. Satan came and he said, I'll offer you the second job. It's easy. It's a very easy job. You can just drive around and listen to a Christian radio. That's fine. It's not going to be that bad. You don't have to come to church. You, yourself, you are the church. You see, all the tricky, poisonous, words of Satan and they gave their ears to the cruel one as a result of that what happened the enthusiasm to come to the house of God everything went away because suddenly they became very enthusiastic about the money that was going to come in they said, we can close this, we can close that, we can do this, and we can do that, and 
Well, I watch online messages. We watch different Christian shows. And we pray all the time. That was what was told to me. I pray all the time. Which I know it's a lie. How did people get to that stage? From receiving so many blessings from God to falling into the snare of the enemy. And when God gently speaks to you, when He speaks to them to turn them back towards Him, to get them back on track, how do they lose that sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit? And dare lie to the servants of God, saying that I'm okay, I'm doing good. What we find, God has opened this door for me. We have to be very careful as God's people to know which door is of God, which is not of God, which blessing is of God. Which blessing is not of God? What you consider a blessing may not be a blessing from God. It may be a trap which will turn into a curse. It is important for you to walk in the sphere, to understand the importance of knowing the will of God and making it your priority to do the will of God. When Jesus Christ perceived that these people were going to come and take him by force to make him king. What kind of a force is that? It's a force that people Come and say, you did so much for us. We really want you to be the king. If you were the king, then this, this, and this, and this will happen. We really need that. We're God's people. Force. Jesus said, I'm not going to wait until that happens. He said, I'm going to exit out of here before that. That's wisdom. Don't wait until you get yourself into trouble. The Bible says, a prudent man, a prudent man, he foresees evil far away. And what does he do? He hides himself. A prudent man seeth evil far away and he hides himself. But the simple pass on and are punished, God's word says. When we have the Spirit of God leading us, we will see evil that is coming towards us a mile away far away and then what are we supposed to do? a prudent man sees evil afar off and he hideth himself that's what Jesus did when he saw what people would call oh my goodness I'm not going to leave this opportunity. God is making me the king over here. 
What a success in my ministry. I can even do greater things for God. These are all the things. Today's generation, or even people during the life of Jesus, without the Spirit of God leading them, could have thought or will think and miss the mark. Many people go by false calculations. They think that, oh, this door is of God, and so if this door opens, then this many people can hear the gospel, and, and if this many people hear the gospel, then all these places can be reached for Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, God will be just telling you, stay here. I want to work in you. Stay here. I want to change you. Stay here. I want to purify you. I want you not to work for me right now. I want to work in you. Once I get you to where I want you to be, then I will fill you and use you. But now I'm molding you. How many of you can be patient, care about God's will, what God wants to do in your life? Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. He took action immediately. He didn't wait for them to come. He didn't say, okay, let me wait for them to come. And once they come, I will give them a good heavenly talk about the importance of God's plan. God sent me to build the spiritual kingdom, not the physical kingdom. And he was not sitting there and talking to convince them to make himself a greater hero in the eyes. No. He knew if the enemy is working, he has to get out of that place. Because the enemy, once we stay in a place beyond the time that God wants us to, he will have greater power. Because we're outside the will of God. Understand this. If you are outside the will of God, you are by default placed yourself, you have by default placed yourself in Satan's territory. If you're outside the will of God, by default you've placed yourself in Satan's territory. There's no middle ground. So it's important for us to know the will of God and do the will of God. If you are not in the will of God, then the enemy can attack you in a hundred different ways. I want to say this and close for this morning. Jehoshaphat, king of Israel, who loved the Lord, suddenly got tricked by the enemy because he was not alert he compromised with Ahab, the king of Israel. He thought, oh, Ahab is also my brother. He's also my brother. And so, 
I'm going to befriend him. Oh, he wants me to go to the battle. I'm going to go. I want to find out if it is God's will or not. But what happened? As he was sitting with Ahab, seeking the will of God, God graciously revealed his will to him through his prophet. But what happened there? He was not able to do anything about it. When God showed his will that this is going to be a disaster, he should have immediately halted his plan. He should have told Ahab, sorry Ahab, I'm so sorry, but God has spoken, his word has come to us and it's not good, so I don't want to go to battle with you. I'm so sorry, and he should have left. But he did not. Even after hearing the will of God, he continued to go with Ahab. Now, many people are like this. You know why? Because they made league with Ahab. When you make league with the people who are of the devil, there's a delusion that will come in. Where I want to know the will of God. However, when the will of God is revealed, I will not do it. Why? Why are you seeking the will of God then? If you don't want to do it, why are you seeking the will of God? That's the tricky part. Where they feel religious, where they feel like, I'm walking with God, I want to know the will of God and everything, but people-pleasing. I want to look good in front of Ahab, and I want to look good in front of his people. It doesn't matter what God's will is. doesn't matter what the consequences are going to be. He presumed upon the grace of God. Jehoshaphat presumed upon the grace of God, he said. Oh, well, the outcome is not good. However, I am still going to go ahead with it because I know God is with me. Nothing bad is going to happen to me. How can Jehoshaphat think like that? How can he think like that? If he's outside the will of God, how can he think that God is with me? Nothing is going to happen to me. Just because he inquired of the Lord? Just because he thought that, oh, if, if I find out God's will, and if I pray about the situation, and I still go ahead and do what I want to do, that will be fine. I'm seeking God. So, God will protect me. No, He will not. If you are outside the will of God, you will not have God's protection. Jehoshaphat did not have God's protection. He almost got killed in the battle. And he cried out to God and he sought the Lord and God had mercy on him. And he spared him. Why? Why did Jehoshaphat have to go through that agony. Why? 
because he was in the wrong territory. Never put yourself in a place of compromise. Your vision will become dim. Never place yourself in a place where God is not there. Your hearing will become dull. You will not be able to see clearly. Your path will become crooked. Seek the will of God. Seek the will of God with all your heart. Seek the will of God in everything. Whatever comes your way, even if it looks like a blessing, make sure it is from God. Make sure that God wants you to have it. Make sure that that's where God wants you to be. And God will do great things in your life if you abide by divine principles. Now people will suddenly get a big house for very less money but it will be far away from the house of God. They will say, no, we will come to church anyway. Even if it's two hours away, we'll come to church. This house is from God. God has given this house is such a blessing. We can host meetings here. Maybe God wants us to reach this neighborhood here. All kinds of reasoning. Many times they don't have the discernment to see that that's a snare. That's a snare. So what happens? They get the house. They get what they want. But there's a leanness in their soul. All of a sudden, the travel becomes difficult. The kids are crying. They are hungry. All of a sudden the service will appear to be too long. All of a sudden they get sick. Little by little by little. They skip a service. The first month. The second month they'll skip two services. Before you know. They'll say, we found a godly church. Just like this church. Right next to our house. So God has led us there. We are going there. May God help us really to be careful. Be careful of all the cunning, crafty ways of the enemy. Satan will come to steal that which belongs to you. That which belongs to you. But Satan will come to steal that which belongs to you. In a very subtle way. As if it's from God. As if it's a blessing from God. Whatever comes your way, as God says, God's word says, commit your ways to the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord. Don't trust in your own understanding. But ask God to sift through 
everything that comes your way. All the so-called blessings and the real blessings from God. We need to ask God to show us which is from God and which is not from God. And also, there are certain principles God has placed in our lives. If God has done a work in you, and God has shown you, God has taught you, God has revealed himself to you, God has blessed you. Spiritually, it's important to understand going far away from the house of God, from the presence of God is not a good thing. Our heart and mind should be like King David. He said, Oh my heart longs to be in the house of God. I want to be in the presence of God. And any job that comes on a Sunday, you know, out of all the days of the week, that Tuesday Bible study is when you work, you get extra money. So I can listen to recordings and you compromise on that. These are the snares of the enemy. Remember that. Those who think that they'll listen to the recordings will end up not listening to it after some time. Because that was Satan's plan. When God is in the midst of his people, it's important that we all are there. Because he's going to do something. Every time he comes, he does something. So there are snares that the enemy will place for God's people hoping to cut off their supply, their food supply, their water supply. So anything that comes your way that appears as a blessing that causes you to lose your food It's tampering with your food supply and with your water supply. That's a red flag. Any blessing that comes your way, which people of the world would call a blessing, you have to be very careful. What do you want to do with your free time or with your time, with your job, where you want to? Especially if you have to work with an opposite sex for a long time, one-on-one, be careful. No matter what kind of a promotion that is, it's a snare. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Certain things are very obvious. Do you know that this is the will of God, this is not the will of God. You want to go and do certain things with the colleagues in order to maintain your job. It's a snare if it is against the will of God, if it is against your holy living. 
certain things you know. What if the word says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Those are things that are needed. It needs to be done. And then, once the things that need to be put away are put away, then the next part comes. Then he delights. After this only, you can delight in the law of the Lord. Having sin in your life, you cannot delight in the law of the Lord. It will take away, it will kill the spiritual appetite. Sin will kill your spiritual appetite. To delight in the law of the Lord, when? When you put away ungodly counsel, when you put away scoffers, when you put away your friendship with the world, then God will become your friend. Then God will speak to you. Then you'll be able to delight yourself in the law of the Lord. Your appetite will be good. And such people are the only group of people who will be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth their fruit in this season, whose leaves never wither, and whatever they do, they prosper. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord, may the Lord God of heaven and earth cause His word to penetrate deep into your spirit and bring you to a place of total surrender and total commitment to God Almighty. Whether it's your secular job or your family life, may you learn to live a life of no compromise. May you learn to live a life of total integrity before God with your finances in your marital relationship with your children with your boss with your colleagues with your subordinates that you live a life of holiness live a life that would shine the light of Christ as Daniel was in Babylon. No matter how much they tried to find fault with Daniel, they were not able to find any fault with him except to say that he was a man who was faithful to God, a man of prayer. May that be said of every single person here. Heaven should testify of our conduct and those around us should also be able to testify about our conduct we are the people of God the light of Christ is shining through us shall we pray Father thank you Lord for your word that you've given to us this morning it refreshes our weary soul it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Gives us direction. In a precise way. Clear direction. For this we thank you. Bless your people, Father. As each are preparing to go about their day to do their daily work 
wherever it may be, home or outside the home. I pray, Lord, may they have this word in front of them. Whatever comes their way, may they let the Spirit of God, invite the Spirit of God to sift through everything to make sure that the steps before them have been ordered by God that they are not stepping into another false step but they are stepping into the step that God has ordered for them step by step by step so I pray that you will continue to speak to your people Lord increase the understanding Lord, I pray that you will turn each and every brother, sister, child here. And you turn their world upside down so that they can be used by you to turn the world upside down for Jesus. I pray that you will remove everything that should not be there. Lord, as you cleanse the temple, Jesus, I pray that you cleanse every heart, every mind, every body, every spirit, every soul. That your work may be accomplished, O oh Lord. That each one may become everything that you've called them to be, bringing forth much fruit. Being Jesus to the people of this world is what you're looking for, nothing less than that. So I pray that the image of Jesus be formed more and more and more in your people. For this I ask in Jesus' name. And I bless them, O oh God, as your servant, with this blessing. That they may have eyes to see, ears to hear, and minds to understand the will of God, and to move away from places and people who are not as you, but are snares that Satan has placed in their way, that they may hide themselves from such people in such places and seek the face of the Father. With this blessing, I bless them with our Lord this morning. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.